1: Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ. I am joined by a man who walks around his house in a wingsuit all the time. Hovercraft Joe. Uh.
0: I was a, like, yeah. Not only do I walk around in a in a wingsuit, but I I live on the second floor, so I often just walk out of my balcony and just like glide down. That's how I you get to your car.
1: Apartment. Yeah, every yeah. In the yeah morning. You
0: get to work, you just walk to your car. 100%, 100%, 100%, 100% cuz I definitely think a second floor balcony is high enough up sure. for that thing to work. You glide uh, right over
1: that you like, glide right over the the dumpster full of raccoons right to your car.
0: <laughs> I park in the front, not the back. Uh, okay. Uh so we are here, we're continuing uh, remake month here on the Last Action Podcast and we're talking today about the 2015 point break remake uh this movie is released on december 25th of 2015 so uh merry christmas uh here's what a your point break release remake.
1: date like yeah, a christmas very, release date for this movie seems bizarre
0: very very bizarre um do you uh i, I guess before we get into the numbers lbj do you what what's kind of your background with the 2015 point break
1: I didn't even know there was a point break remake. Like, <laughs> I had no idea. When we were talking about doing remake month, you're we like, you know, there's a point break remake. I'm like, what? I was I was I, I was baffled. hundred percent baffled. I had no idea this movie existed, nor nor why it exists for that matter. And <laughs> spoiler alert, still don't have that answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had to keep things very close fast. Um, I have some very strong thoughts about this movie, um, but yeah, I knew it was a thing. I, I, I remember that it came out. Um, I, I had never, obviously, never seen it before. Um, so, and I had only ever seen like the original maybe once, if at all, before we watched it for the podcast. Right. Uh, which, which, uh, speaking of that, do you have any idea what episode it was that we covered the original Point Break?
1: Um, I got a feeling it took us a while to get to it. Um, I'm gonna go episode. It's I think it's in the hundreds, and I think it's episode like one, twenty. Oh,
0: no, you're bad at this game. It's episode sixty-six. You're kidding me. We covered it that early. Well, I mean, sixty-six wasn't that early. I mean, now it seems early, but I mean, yeah. at the time, at the time. So yeah, it was episode sixty-six that we covered the original Point Break. So wow, now so here we are,
1: pre-pandemic.
0: Oh yeah, it was an it was an in studio episode for sure. Wow. Okay. Um yeah. Yeah. So okay. Let's get into the numbers a little bit on this point break remake. Kay. It has a budget, if you can believe it, of 105 million dollars. <sighs> Although I, I guess I can say this. Yeah. Without without maybe trying to give too much away. This movie has a lot of big set pieces and a lot of what would what I could say are like complicated like action sequences or or stuff like that, so I could see maybe where the money went.
1: Yeah, especially with all the locations they did. I mean, there's a lot yeah, of location like it, shooting. So yes, and there is, was one yes. there was one shot. They said one sequence that cost five hundred thousand dollars to shoot. <laughs> like, there's one where they're they're on the waterfall and they're jumping off the waterfall. Like, they had to build a platform under the waterfall, like, three-quarters of the way up, so they could mount the cameras there so they could get the shots they needed. Like, they actually had to build a military-grade platform for them to, like, do the shooting for this. And that one platform and set of shots was (laughs) $500,000.
0: Jesus. Um, Okay, so it cost $105 million to make. It's domestic gross is $28 million and it's worldwide growth is $133 million. So makes a lot more money overseas, but is still not profitable. Yeah.
1: Which makes um, sense that it does because this isn't just like a North American production. This is an American German Chinese co-production. Like they had to call in three different countries to get this thing produced.
0: Um, uh, The rotten tomatoes on this is, Not available, not applicable. There is no Rotten Tomatoes score listed for this. So by default, I guess it's better than Beverly Hills Cop 3? Sure. Uh, um, And then its audience score is a whopping 16%. (laughs) (laughs) So the top grossing movies of 2015 are Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, Jurassic World, and Avengers Age of Ultron. This movie... Point break comes in 85th in the domestic box office and the other movies that we have covered on this podcast from 2015 are number 21 one of still one of the best movies we've ever covered mad max fury road and number 25 kingsman the secret service also a good movie movie. um now (laughs) as far as who this movie stars (laughs) now it stars Edgar Ramirez, who I guess I'm supposed to know, but I didn't really recognize him from everything. Anything he plays, Bodie, and then Luke Bracy playing Utah, who I definitely didn't recognize from anything. Um, Teresa Palmer, who I kind of like know maybe a little bit. Uh, Ray Winstone is familiar to me, and then probably the person in the movie that I knew the most was uh, Delroy Lindo.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other than that, th- th- like I knew Delroy Lindo, and I knew. Ray Winstone and I knew like some of the uncredited cameos by like Bob Bernquist and uh, Steve Aoki but that's about it (laughs) I
0: I forgot that Steve Aoki's in this and he smashes a smashes a cake into that guy's face yeah Um, so yeah Uh, but hey you want to do some net worth
1: (laughs) I almost don't know if it's worth it but yep
0: well, you you better want to do it. There it is. Uh, let's start with our good friend Delroy Lindo. He's got that sweet sweet Sahara money. What do you think Ooh. for Delroy Lindo?
1: He's got that sweet sweet uh uh, uh cider house rules money. Um, deep <laughs> deep cut. Uh, I'm gonna go f- ten million.
0: Ooh, four million dollars oh, for Delroy, Delroy. Lindo. Next up, we have oh, Ray look, Winstone. Ray oh, Winstone, okay. Ray Winstone, he's got that sweet, sweet The Departed money. What do you think for Ray Winstone? Uh,
1: what? I cannot think of anything else he's in. He's the voice of somebody because I
0: I, I, I recognize his say, voice. Say uh, Beowulf.
1: Beowulf. He's got that, he's got sweet, that sweet, 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 sweet Beowulf money. Uh, I'll go five million.
0: Uh, $5 million, right on the button. Way to go. Uh, next up, Teresa Palmer. She's got that sweet, sweet Hacksaw Ridge money. What do you think for Teresa Palmer?
1: I don't have no idea who Teresa Palmer is. Uh, she's got that sweet, sweet, uh, remake of this movie, uh, thing. I'm going to go $3 million.
0: Ooh, right on the button. $3 million for Teresa Palmer. Next up is Luke Bracey. <laughs> He's got that sweet, sweet G.I. Joe retaliation money where he apparently played Cobra Commander in it. A character who, if I'm not mistaken, wears a mask the entire movie. If uh, <laughs> you are not mistaken, he does. <laughs> so what do you think for uh, Luke Bracy?
1: I don't know. I'm not even going to go sweet, sweet. I have no idea who this guy is. I'll go um, $2 million. Ooh,
0: so close. $3 million for Luke Bracey. He's also got that sweet, sweet The November Man money, which is a pretty good Pierce Brosnan movie. So, uh, And then finally, uh, Edgar Ramirez. Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet. Uh, dang it. I pulled him up so I could say something that he was in. Uh, and then I had something, and now I can't remember what it is. Uh, I'm, so I'm, I'm not
1: even going to pretend. I don't know who Edgar Ramirez is. He's got that sweet, sweet, I don't know, money. Uh, I'm going to go – he's the lead in this, the mm-hmm. I'm going to go – I'll go 7000000 million. I'll throw him a bun.
0: Uh, I would like to say – I forgot. He's got that sweet, sweet 2021 Jungle Cruise money, uh, and it's $8 million. I
1: was him, close. So.
0: You were close. You were close. Uh, okay. This movie is directed by Erickson core. Uh, do you got, do you got anything, anything on Erickson core?
1: He was like, uh, Oh, I, I guess he directed invincible with, uh, with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Um, and he's like a director of photography, essentially yeah, it looks like he was a, a
0: cinematographer a cinematographer yeah. on a lot of stuff. He was the director of photography on The Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. He was a cinematographer on Oh Dare the Ben Affleck Daredevil. Yep. Um Payback. So Yeah. So that's what he's up to. This movie is uh written by Kurt Wimmer.
1: Kurt Weimer, uh, another Kurt Weimer. We just did Kurt Weimer. He just wrote <laughs> Total Recall. The remake, yeah, he wrote the remake Total Recall and he wrote the remake of this. He's the remake king.
0: Uh, and then it's the stories by Rick King and yep. W. Peter Illith,
1: yeah, I guess who they wrote the original.
0: Oh, okay, point break, uh, right. and then I, I I guess I gotta see who the uh music was. I feel like at this point in the podcast, we can stop.
1: Yeah, we, we actually, he might be the most famous person. It's Junkie XL. I don't. Who's Junkie XL? He did. He he's done uh, several movies for us. Uh, oh, you know it's funny. He
0: did the music for uh, Mad Max Fury Road, yeah. for uh, Deadpool.
1: Yeah, he's done a he's done a ton of stuff. He's been on. Yeah, he he's done several. He did Batman, Superman, Dawn of Justice. He did like what else? Zack Snyder's well, it's the same movie. Zack Snyder's Justice League. He's doing Furiosa, Sonic oh, the ama- Two,
0: Sonic, the amazing the Amazing Spider Man Two. Yeah, he
1: did. He's done a ton of stuff.
0: Well, there you go. Junkie XL. Okay. Do you want to hear what the taglines for this point break are? Yes. You're, you're going to love them. Uh, first one, the only law that matters is gravity. <laughs> the next one is find your breaking point. Okay. The next one is make your getaway. <laughs> <laughs> then you have crime has no limit. Then you have oh, Justice has Justice has no limit. Okay. And then uh then you have the FBI doesn't train agents to do this. And then it lists one in German, but I don't speak German. So it's apparently no rules, no limits in German. So I'm not going to try and pronounce this.
1: I should get I should get my wife down here. She speaks German.
0: <laughs> so yeah, those are all the taglines. Great. For uh for point break. Um, what else do you got before we get into the 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 plot of uh our, our Point Break remake?
1: I I from from what I was reading, like mm-hmm. the whole point of this movie wasn't. It was supposed to be just like not even really like a like a movie. It was supposed to be like um like the well no, oh, mission 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 accomplished. Mission accomplished. Then. It the the their their sort of philosophy for filming this was to essentially make like. Uh, uh, an action sports film that has a plot to it, which pretty much to a T describes what this thing is. Like it's but like like the goal was to be like a travelogue and 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 like be an adventure, not necessarily focus as much on the plot.
0: Well, then, but why? But why make it point break? Then, like, don't you think that that hurts this movie right yes. from the get go? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, like, why, like, if you want to do that, like, is it a case where it's, like, we had to do this so we could get it made? Or, I, I mean, I know we don't have the answers, but... I
1: don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Because, look, not to tip my hand, but this movie is exactly that, exactly that. This movie is essentially just, like, X Games the movie with a little bit of a plot. Or, like, if the movie Triple X was it was less fun (laughs) you know what i mean like it's I, i don't know how to describe this movie other than to say it's just a series of ridiculous ridiculous extreme sports stunts and then a loosely tied together plot that sort of resembles the plot of the original
0: yeah, you're 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 being a lot kinder to it than I probably would be, um, but yeah, no, it, it, it yeah, um, I have so many thoughts about this, but I'm I'm trying to like keep I'm trying them. To find the
1: quote. In, keep going.
0: I'm trying to keep the, my actual thoughts about this movie. Like, I'm not trying to let them bubble to the surface yet because we still have the whole plot of the movie to talk about. Um, but I will just say that I have a very very strong opinions on this movie. Um, whether they're positive or negative, I don't know. Take a bet now and we'll see when we get to the end of the episode, what you think. Um, any luck finding that quote you want to find?
1: No, I can't find. Oh, here it is. He said he wanted the movie to be more of an expedition than a production.
0: Well, I guess mission accomplished then. <laughs> um, Okay anything else that you want to mention before I start getting into the, the alleged plot? Um, of this
1: movie? I will say it, what it does have going for it is um, almost all of the special effects are hundred percent practical. Like the guys flying in the wingsuits are actual guys flying in wingsuits, guys surfing 80 foot waves are actual guys surfing 80 foot waves. Like, the stuff you see in this film is real. Like it's real people doing these things. It's not the actors. It's you know professional surfboarders, professional wingsuit, you know, professional rock climbers. But the, the 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 free climb, the the free climbing, rock climbing, they're really doing that. Like it is, it is what it is. It is what it appears to be on the screen, which is nice to see. Like you don't often see a film that goes out of its way to realistically portray exactly what it wants to portray by filming literally exactly what it wants to portray and then showing it yes. to you. Yes. Like yes, no, yes, no yes, green yes. screens, no nothing.
0: So. Right. So I guess it's got that going for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So this movie starts off with dirt bikes.
1: <laughs> I was not expecting <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> so it starts off with dirt bikes. One of them being, uh, Johnny Utah, uh, and him and his buddy, and they're they're like, oh, we're gonna drive this dangerous course, and everything's gonna be good. Uh, but then the one dude like ends up falling off the mountain and dies.
1: Yeah, they jump off of like the side of a mountain onto a plateau, and it's yeah. not a very big plateau. And Johnny Utah nails it. Second guy overshoots and like slides off the back of it and dies.
0: Yeah, well, and he tries to grab him and he can't pull right. him
1: up. And he's we should probably say. Johnny Utah, at the beginning of this, unlike in the first movie where he's an ex college quarterback, in this one, he is an extreme sports athlete um, who does like, you know, YouTube videos and stuff like that.
0: Why didn't he grab that guy's arm and say, hey, let go of the bike? And then the bike will fall and I'll hold uh-huh. on to you.
1: That was my first thought, too. Like, okay, just grab my hand and drop the bike. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
0: So we cut to seven years later. Uh, Utah is now uh, trying to become an FBI agent, yep. which is like in like an insane sentence that he says, where it's like, "Oh yeah, it's like I went back at twenty three and got my GED, yeah, and then decided to become an FBI." Yes,
1: yeah. he he said over the course of seven years, he went back, got his GED, graduated college, graduated law school. Apparently, was good enough to pass all the FBI like requirements and then make it all the way to become an FBI candidate in seven years (laughs) to go from not having any kind of formal academic training completed to FBI agent. Right. Bananas.
0: Uh, So there, there's a, there's, there's this like FBI um, briefing about these dudes stole a hundred millions in diamonds uh, uh, they were on dirt bikes and they jumped out of a window, uh, but then they ended up like giving all the diamonds away, uh, yeah, of a skyscraper. <laughs> you should say
1: like they jumped out of, you know, the 50th floor of a skyscraper and then parachuted <laughs> to the ground.
0: And I got to say, uh, this is one of the things on IMDB that cracked me up. It says on the helmets used for the robbery, they, <laughs> uh, they stuck caricatures of presidents. Probably. <laughs> Probably a tribute to the original Point Break. Really? Probably? You think probably it was? One of the most famous things known about the original one is that they were the dead presidents and they wore those masks to rob banks. And you think that they put the faces on the helmets of presidents was probably a tribute to the original?
1: Yeah. (laughs) It most
0: definitely was. Clearly it was. Uh, uh, Okay. But they ended up giving the diamond away. uh, And then the gang steals money from inside of a plane. Uh, and, and they like cut it's like these, it, it, it's kind of a cool looking sequence, yeah, because it's like these big, like pallets of money, and they like cut the pallets open, and the money all rains down, uh, and they give the money away, okay. So, Utah figures out that all these crimes are connected to the uh, Ozaki Eight. Uh, and LPJ, I'm gonna make you explain what the Ozaki Eight are. So, there's you this- have to tell me each individual one, but just the general concept of what they are,
1: okay. There's this dude whose last name was Ozaki. And he... Okay, so let me back up. (laughs) The conceit of this movie is that these, these extreme athletes, these extreme people, you know, Bodhi, their whole group, their mission in life is to find nirvana by completing these incredible, extreme challenges. And so this guy Ozaki... Was sort of like the the pioneer of this, and developed this whole philosophy. And he said that if you can complete these eight challenges, um, then you will find you know inner peace, or like you know you'll be one. You'll finally you'll finally balance nature. And the reason why they do these things is they're taking something from Earth by by completing these challenges. Uh, and and fulfilling their spirit, so to give back, they're doing these crimes. That's sort of the whole philosophy behind this group of people, and the Ozaki right. Eight are these eight specific things that this dude Ozaki came up with to help them find this. Essentially, it's like a shitty culty religion.
0: So uh, Utah figures out that like all the crimes are connected to these different uh, ordeals, is what they call ordeals. Them yes, the in, in Ozaki Eight. Uh, so, uh, he gives a presentation to all these like FBI bigwigs, uh, but they kind of don't take him seriously, but Delroy Lindo believes them. So he sends them to France to work the case with, uh, Ray Winstone. Uh, cause one of the challenges has to do with water and he, Utah figures out, it's like, Oh, because of the storm, there's going to be like <laughs> waves out in the middle of the ocean that yeah, they're going to surf.
1: waves. So th- this is the explanation he gives. <clears throat> So when there's a big storm, if it's in a certain area, and the storm is of the right type, and it's in a certain area where there's underwater mountains, that when the storm sweeps through, the mountains and the storm combination create these giant waves that only roll around every couple years, sometimes every once a decade, sometimes once every 50 years, and that um, this is where they're going to hit next because it's one of the Ozaki 8 ordeals.
0: So they go out there, there's like a big yacht, there's all these boats, there's people surfing, there's also people skateboarding off the yacht into the water, um, which seems like you'd lose your board. Uh, I was dying because like, so Utah decides he's going to go out and surf the wave, but like the ADR from the people on the boat, the scene was like <laughs> killing me because they are like,
1: oh, he's about to snake that wave. And like, it it was, was so bad. Like, oh, you know what, what I- else is bad? Th- this irritated me. Everyone. Every single person in this movie has the worst tattoos, well,
0: I was annoyed because I feel like Bodie's gang members they all looked identical to me. I had a yes. hard time like and they all had stupid names, so I was really had a hard time telling them apart yeah, like like uh,
1: spoiler alert, a guy dies, and I'm like, who? which one was that? Yeah. like I couldn't even I couldn't even figure it out
0: well, and here's like maybe now is the best time. I mean, like, I have a lot of issues with this movie, but sure. here's let me get into this why uh, the main reason why I think this one doesn't work. So the original one, yes, Keanu Reeves is a former quarterback. Sure. Went on to become an FBI agent. Sure. That he has to then learn how to serve. He's not in this culture. He doesn't know how to do all this stuff right. when he's going like undercover. But in this one, they set him up as already being like a retired.
1: Uh, extreme athlete,
0: extreme, extreme athlete superstar who decides become an FBI agent and then happens upon a case that involves extreme sports.
1: Yes. Not even happens upon, like, the first thing he does in his entrance exam is, happens upon this case that just sort of happens to start right when he's uh, becoming an FBI agent. Like, there's so much happenstance in that, it's mind-boggling. And also,
0: I mean, I feel like Triple X does this to a certain extent, but they make the the assumption that if you're good at one extreme sport, apparently you can do every extreme sport there is. Like he supposedly was uh like a motocross dirt bike guy. Yep. But he surfs, he rides the wingsuit, he like does that free climb that would be seemingly impossible for a non professional. Right. Like
1: Well, they they gloss over it by saying that they're polyathletes. That's the term they use poly athletes
0: it is poly athletes that is that is the uh that is <laughs> the use yeah.
1: um, okay
0: God, fuck this so movie. <laughs> so utah tries to surf the big wave uh he wipes out uh bodie ends up saving him uh and i guess not completing the challenge but it seems like he surfed that wave pretty i, I don't know so anyways yeah
1: i, I think he kind of did the whole thing
0: but, like, they say, like, he didn't complete it because he saved him. Anyway, so uh, Utah wakes up on the yacht. Like, there's a bunch of people there. Or all the dude, Bodhi and all his crews, like, oh, they like, they know him from his motocross days. Right. Um, so then he meets, uh, uh what's her face? Samsara, some, some uh, who is uh, Teresa Palmer's character. Uh, and they immediately, like, dive off the yacht and then seemingly, like, hold their breath for an insane amount of time while they swim around underwater. Yeah, apparently when you're an um,
1: extreme athlete, you grow gills.
0: <laughs> so uh, Utah wakes up on the boat. Uh, he talks to uh, Bodie, uh, and then he goes back with uh, uh, with Ray Winstone. And, and I'm confused because it seems like I don't remember anyone on the boat telling him like, "Hey, made us here in Paris." Because Utah just says like, "Oh, I think something's going down in Paris tonight," and he like drives them to a random spot. And he gets out of the car and he walks into like an underground fight club. But how did he know where to go? I don't no remember them idea. telling it.
1: I think he overheard somebody saying something about Paris. I have no idea how, because they drive they to a very to.
0: specific. If they drive to a very specific location, and he gets out oh, and walks into another a very roof. specific,
1: like, seemingly off the grid location, like it's not even, it's not even a location like somewhere where you would notice it, like from a building. Like they're inside this, like in this abandoned warehouse, like, under an overpass in this crazy secluded yeah. area. Like, it would be impossible to, to stumble upon this. So I have no idea. I don't know how they connected the two. So he
0: so he somehow finds it. Uh, then he ends up fighting one of the guys in Bodhi's crew. which one I have no idea. They mm-hmm. all have weird names like Crumbum and Chowder and I, I don't know. They have a lot of weird names, but he fights one of them. Uh, so then he kind of gets in with Bodie's group. Uh, And he goes to the Alps with them. But also, like, he's not technically a full-fledged FBI agent yet.
1: No, he's a provisional agent. Like, they give him, like, a provisional sort of type. And they
0: didn't really tell him to go undercover. They just told him to investigate it. So he just decides to go undercover um, with Bodie's group. So they go to the Alps, and and they're going to do, like, the wingsuit thing, or they're going to climb the mountain first.
1: I think that's part of what they gloss over that they do a good job in the original kind of explaining how Keanu Reeves sort of um what's the word sort of starts to agree with Bodhi's philosophy in the first movie and and that was a big part of the first movie they sort of explain the philosophy a lot better and how they sort uh, of live
0: also, in the first movie, they're like, "We're sending you undercover." Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: there is that. Part and he too. goes undercover, right? But my my point is, why he goes directly with them in the first movie is he sort of he sort of starts to f- sympathize with them. In here, he just sort of they just sort of take him in. Like it, it does. It's very strange. It's very. There's no explanation for why they do these things
0: yes so they have to climb this mountain there's that lame line where they talk about oh it's the point where you break i'm like fuck off movie uh so they 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 climb the mountain and then they jump off in the wingsuits and yes while it is cool that they actually did it it's like uh, seemingly like a 15 minute sequence of them wingsuiting down this mountain uh for a really long time um and then they apparently rented a cabin, so they hang out in the cabin and they eat in the woods. And I'm like, man, it kind of seems – no, then they decide that they're going to go do the six ordeal, which is the life of ice where they have to like snowboard. And I'm like, man, these guys haven't committed a crime in a long time in yeah. this movie.
1: Well, what blows um, my mind is like they give away all this money, right? Yeah. And supposedly that guy's fi- financing them. Yeah. But f- for what reason? Like why is he financing them?
0: I don't know, because he's got more money than he knows what to do with. And he's like, I'm going to finance these guys and pay Steve Aoki to smash a cake in my face.
1: Yeah, but it's so weird. Like, they don't keep any of them. How do they have money to do all these things? Like, it doesn't make any sense why that guy would finance him. He's not getting anything in return.
0: I think they just led you to believe that he was, like, believed in their philosophy about, like, the the Ozaki 8 and all that stuff. So, Oh,
1: maybe. You know what? Um, Who cares? Who cares?
0: So they go to do the six ordeal, which is a life of ice, which is essentially just like snow snowboarding down like a mountain, and it seems like there's no way anyone could actually snowboard down this mountain because it's like a cliff, and then one of the guys dies, and then I'm like, Oh, apparently his name was Chowder. Yep. Chowder's dead. I couldn't tell you which one Chowder was, but he did. Yeah. Chowder Chowder wipes out, falls off the mountain. And, and they're dies. all they're all
1: like, Okay, I guess he's dead. But then they then they pick him up in the
0: helicopter and it seems like they recovered his body somehow, which I'm not entirely sure how they did that. Well, the helicopter. And then I then I think they burn his body in like a funeral pyre. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like he's Darth Vader and Return of the Jedi. Yep. He's straight up,
1: straight up got Sith.
0: And then so then then they're at the party uh the, the guy that's financing him, the guy, his, his like house in the mountains uh, and they're partying. And that's where Steve Aoki is. Uh, and I have a note that says, much like the original Point Break, the parties in this movie seem like my nightmare. Um, so then, like, he's kind of walking around the party and he's in this room and he's talking to Teresa Palmer. And so she was like, <laughs> okay, so she see, she was like, Ozaki was kind of like her, like, took her in and was kind of like her, like, de facto dad, I guess. Is yeah, she older kind of
1: guardian, older brother. Yeah.
0: And that he did like the, the whole the whole rumor was is that he died trying to complete the third ordeal. Right. But he really he really didn't he died afterwards when he was trying to like do his whatever they call it when you make up for doing their deal and he right. like had a he like basically tried to stop a whaling boat that like ran through him and killed him. But there was someone else on the boat, uh, and that was Bodie was on the boat with him. Right. So like so okay. Uh, and then like uh her and Utah go to the bone zone which they don't seem, they haven't really had that much interaction. So it was kind of surprising that they went to the bone zone already, but yeah.
1: And it's weird. Cause she, I, you don't really know what her deal is. Like, is she with Bodie? Is she with one of the other guys? Oh yeah.
0: She, she is so underdeveloped. She's in like four scenes of this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. And they, they insinuate a lot of things with her, but never really explain anything. And then that's it.
0: So then Utah leaves he goes back and he talks to Ray Winstone and he's like hey we've been watching his house and he has pictures of him in the bone zone and he kind of yells at him like as if like hey you weren't supposed to be going undercover but then Utah just goes back to being undercover <laughs> um and they 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 they're at this gold bind uh and they're like hey we're going to destroy these uh, <laughs> these um, this like shipment of gold. And I was confused as to how being extreme athletes made these guys like good criminals. Uh, But it does because they like, they forced the trucks carrying the gold to stop because they're going to set out, they set off charges that bring down the mountain that like wipe out the trucks.
1: Yeah. So Um, it's in a quarry. It's in a big quarry gold mine and they've got three trucks filled with gold ore and they are filled with gold ore. There is so much gold ore in there, it is unreal. Um, and so they're driving out of the quarry, and they had planted charges higher <laughs> against the wall of the quarry so that they could cause an avalanche to knock these trucks, uh, bury the trucks, and bury, rebury the gold, essentially. Give it back to right. the mountain.
0: And so to try and stop him from setting off the charges, he he tells them that he's FBI. Right. Uh, but he still sets off the charges the mountain falls down uh there's a dirt bike chase where they outrun the, the mountain for some reason uh they they jump into the woods they're racing in the woods they both crash uh uh that's where like uh, Bodie tells uh utah he's like we always we when when you first showed up in paris we knew you were a cop but we thought we could change your mind or something like that uh, and then, then he lets Bodie go and you get like a, a really lame callback to what is kind of a cool scene in the original one where Keanu Reeves is shooting it when Keanu Reeves lets him go and he's yeah. shooting his gun in the air, you know, but here it's like seemingly it just doesn't work as well. It's really, um, it's
1: really just thrown in because the original movie had it.
0: Yes. So then he goes back, like at this point they send, uh, D- D- Delroy Lindo over there Cause they're mad about the gold thing, uh, and I like how he keeps talk, talking about like he's like, oh well, they had to make an offering, and Delray Lindo's like, what the hell does that even mean? And I'm like, I'm with you, Delray Lindo, because oh, yeah. like they keep saying that as if it's something that everybody knows. So they they freeze the assets of the guy that was sponsoring them, right? So they're like, oh well, they're gonna have to go, they're gonna have to get money in order to keep financing this. So they. They figure out that they're gonna rob a bank at a top of at the top of a mountain. Yeah, the only in,
1: bank that's open in this in this yeah. part of town that they're in.
0: Um, and then so they so they go to the bank to stop them, and then these guys that are like extreme athletes that are kind of committing somewhat non-violent crimes let's say somewhat you know they they haven't killed that many people just turned into these hardcore killers where they're just like mowing down yeah. police officers with machine guns and i'm like whoa 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 whoa! you did not say like that was like if you kind of remember the thing about the original point break is like that was their whole thing is like they didn't really kill people in the bank they like they, they you know like they, they they stole the money but they like made a point not to kill anyone and yeah. like it kind of seemed like the same with these guys but then they all have machine guns and they kill like 25 cops.
1: Yeah. They go from, they go from like eco crusaders to straight up murdering criminals in like the <laughs> f- blink of an eye. Like it is a, a flip, a switch flips and they are killing everyone.
0: Yes. Uh, and another one of Bodie's crew that I couldn't tell you who it was. Kids killed. Um, not chowder. And not g- gummer or gummit or some grommet. So it's one of them, but it's not grommet and it's not chowder. It's one of the other ones. Um, so uh, dude takes off and um, uh, uh, Utah chases him, uh, and like they they're on the top of the mountains. So the the, the bad guy station gets on like one of those you know like big gondolas, yeah. like the ones that we like the ones that we rode to uh, Ober Gatlinburg. That's a oh, very, yeah. specific very specific
1: reference. <laughs> big big like uh b- yeah big gondolas that are kind of like uh, ski lifts
0: There's a there's an extended fight scene on a gondola in uh, uh Moonraker There is <laughs> a movie that we covered on this podcast Um but he makes that like like the person seemingly is getting away and he makes that like insane jump where he jumps like off the mountain onto the top of the gondola Yeah and I'm like I'm like no way he's making that uh, and then uh, he thinks it's Bodie, and they got the gun, so he shoots it. But then he takes off the helmet, and it turns out it's actually Teresa Palmer. Uh, and he's seemingly really sad about it because they boned once, I guess. <laughs> because,
1: because they boned once and uh, maybe talked for, I don't know, a couple hours one day.
0: <laughs> so then the, the gondola gets to the bottom, and like uh, there's like a train platform, and standing on the other side of the tracks is Bodie. And they both look really sad, and Utah runs to go get him. But then the train almost hits so which, How did he not see the train coming? Um, but and then like uh, uh, like like Ka- Kaiser Sose Bode's go- Bode, Bode's gone when the train uh, clears. Um, so then they go back to like wherever the FBI's hanging out and like <laughs> uh, Utah has this like beautiful mind moment where he figures out like, That they're going to Venezuela to do one of the ordeals because it has like a a mountain that they can free climb and that it's out of US jurisdiction and all this stuff, and it's from where Bodhi's from. I don't know. It's a lot of, it's like a it five was, minute scene.
1: Yeah. Like the, the the whole thing is, well, they got to go somewhere where there's no extradition and where like he knows where it is and where there's a mountain that fits <laughs> the criteria, this imaginary criteria that no one really knows what the criteria is for the Ozaki eight. It seems like it's all just like, yeah, I think this is probably something we could do for the Ozaki eight. There's no rules apparently. But anyways, yeah, so they narrow it down to this one place, this one mountain, this one area of the one mountain in Venezuela, and Bodie shows up there, or and and, and Utah shows up there, exactly what he's supposed to, right when they're getting ready to do the climb.
0: Right. Uh, Because Ray Winstone gets him into Venezuela, and he goes to climb the mountain. Uh, And apparently, I mean, I guess we discussed he's a polyathlete, but like this is like a free climb that seems very hard, but they're all very good at it. Uh, except for Gromit, because Gromit falls and dies, uh, and, and there's nothing more ridiculous than a f- uh, 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 free uh, free climb rock wall chase scene, <laughs> oh. <laughs> where Utah is chasing Bodie up to the top. They both make it to the top, and then like there's like a waterfall, and like Bodie jumps off the waterfall and grabs Utah. This is that five
1: hundred thousand dollar scene I'm talking about.
0: And it's like, I mean, listen, I don't, I don't understand. I know it's a movie, but I feel like there's no way either of them survived that fall of that distance off the waterfall. Like, no way, right?
1: I don't think so. I mean, there's something about it in here. Let me see if uh, rock climbing sequence, uh, Cameron, Peter Croft, River, oh. Equipment, Motorized, Negotiate, uh, Through the Falls. I don't see anything in here about the actually doing this, uh, close up. Yeah. It, there, there's some rigging involved. Like they didn't actually do this. Like this looks like <clears throat> it was rigged so that they wouldn't, wouldn't die. But yeah, actually jumping off of that thing, they couldn't do.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, uh, I'm trying to think because it, it's coming up here. I'm sorry, I'm looking at something. What the? Because oh, the act of ultimate trust—that's what the eighth ordeal is, and no one is sure what it is. But apparent, but Utah deciphers that the that jumping off that uh, waterfall was Bodie doing the eighth one because he didn't know if they were going to survive or not. And Utah seems pretty good. He's got a couple cuts on his face, but other than that, he's fine. Ray Winstone finds them and they're like, oh, Bodie must be dead. There's no way he survived. I don't know how because Utah survived. And then I don't know. I don't know how because I don't know what Ray, Ray Winstone's capacity at the FBI is, but he's like, hey, I pushed this through for you. And he hits him like a batch. And apparently Utah's officially an FBI child.
1: I guess that's all you got to do is talk to Ray Winstone. Who knew? <laughs> apparently he's so, got some stroke with the FBI. Well,
0: it was, he worked for the FBI, I thought. I know, but apparently he's, you know, he's hot shit there. <laughs> so cut to 17 months later. We're in the middle of the ocean. Uh, Bodie finds – no, sorry. Utah finds Bodie again. He's, Bodie's like on a fishing boat because I guess he knew that – because it's the only uh, ordeal that he has left to complete because he didn't complete the, the water one because he saved Utah, which we talked about already uh, so he like has a helicopter land him down on this boat. And this is like last time it seemed like kind of like a fun like party. You know, it wasn't really that bad of a storm. There was just waves. It was still sunny yeah. and nice. And this one is like the perfect storm.
1: Basically. Yeah, this is this is awful. This is like sinking the Titanic level waves or like flipping a, flipping a cruise liner over. And he's in this little tiny, really beat up fishing boat.
0: Yeah. So the, the helicopter lowers Utah down. Uh, they talk. Uh, and then Utah's kind of like, all right, well, I guess I'll let you surf this. Yeah, and like so he, to-
1: he said he's just going to, you know, surf. He, he essentially insinuates the fact that he's just going to go ahead and die doing this and he's okay with it.
0: Yeah, because he's like, oh, I'll see you soon. So, like, Utah leaves. Bodhi surfs away, wave, dies, presumably. I mean, yeah. we don't see about it. And then the movie ends. With Utah, snowboarding in Utah.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Why? Yeah. Why is he snowboarding? Like, what, what is that ending? Why? why I think it's why? to
1: indicate that he's going. He's doing his own ordeals now. Like he's doing his own Ozaki eight. He already completed the snowboarding one. Apparently, he's going again. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was. He felt. Un, he maybe felt. Off balance, not centered. He did a recenter. You know, cleanses aura, focuses chi.
0: Um, you know how I'd like to bring up uh, uh, when IMDb has a pointless fact about a movie. Yeah, I would like you to know that the pointless fact I saw about this one is that the closing credits last for thirteen minutes and thirty seconds.
1: Awesome. Uh, is that worked into the runtime? Because
0: uh, yeah, it was an hour and fifty-three minutes, which seemed way too long for this movie. Um but yeah, I, I I mean yeah, so yeah, that's the end. <sighs> that's the end of this movie. Um Jeez O Pete. Um Do you
1: have any role reversals for this? I sure do. There are lots of role reversals for this one. Okay, wow. so for Bodie. It was originally going to be Gerard Butler. But he okay. had a out. He had something else going on. He had a dropout. Uh, other options were Tom Hardy.
0: Of course. Mm-hmm,
1: Colin Farrell.
0: <laughs> Wait, did you mix up? Are you still looking at your notes? No, nope, uh, this is it right Total here. Okay.
1: Hugh Jackman. Jeremy Renner. Chris Hemsworth. And Garrett Hedlund. Um,
0: oh, from Tron, Tron Legacy? Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, some of them would be fine. I think Hugh Jackman would have been a little too old. Um, yeah, agreed. But yeah, the rest of them would have been fine. I really I think Gerard Butler probably would have been a better option. Like percent I, I yeah. get why he's the he would have been the first choice. Uh so for Johnny Utah, apparently everyone they asked said no. <laughs> 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 so Taylor Kitch, Nicholas Holt, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Chris Pine, Chris Pratt, and Sam Claffin. I don't know who Sam Claffin is.
0: Um, Oh, I got to say this, that Luke Bracey is fucking terrible in this movie. He's not great. He's not a good actor. He is bad.
1: Yeah, this movie... You know what this felt like? This felt like one of those... What's the word I'm looking for. One of those... um, Okay, so we watched the remake of The Thing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. You know how that movie... Was it like an all Scandinavian cast and it kind of felt like it was a foreign picture released in the United States?
0: We didn't watch the remake of the thing. Oh, you didn't watch it? No, we were gonna do it but oh, we, we're never ready, did. we did. It's, well anyway, I it's watched not a, it. It's not, it's not a remake, isn't it? A prequel? It's a
1: prequel, yeah. But I watched it. Anyway. So that movie kind of feels like it's it's a it's like a mostly Scandinavian cast, and it all and it feels like a movie, a foreign movie that was made in English and then released in the United States this kind of felt like that with the actors that are in it. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. No, it f- I, it felt like a European production that was filmed in English, but released here just kind of as an afterthought.
0: I mean, that and that's not that crazy. If you think about how much money it made, I mean, it definitely made, well, I guess it didn't No, It definitely made a lot more money overseas than oh, it yeah, did here. Totally. So. Um, yeah, shit. I just, I, I, I feel like, I know it might be a little early to get into final thoughts, but I feel like a lot of what I have to say, we can just is do it my we'll, final. Let's thoughts. just let's
1: just get into our to our final thoughts. How's that?
0: Or we'll rate it, I guess we'll is what it. we. We'll say. All
1: right. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first?
0: Mm, why don't you go? Why don't you go first this week?
1: Okay. Whew. Okay, this movie. It was hard to watch. Like, it was not very exciting. Like, even the action sequences are not that exciting. It really felt, it felt like I was watching an ad for the X Games that (laughs) was shot by the Discovery Channel. You know what I mean? Like, beautiful locales, stunts that went on far longer than they should have. That overshadowed everything else in the movie. Like, the acting's not very good. The plot makes less sense than the plot from the original movie, which didn't make that much sense to begin with. Yeah. Um, the scenarios were bizarre, where, you know, the, the change they made to make Johnny an extreme sports athlete. I, I get that, you know, maybe you wanted to update a little bit, but that seemed too on the nose for what this is. Like, everything yeah. seemed too convenient. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as that part goes, um, and making it about it's not even really about the crimes. It's about like them completing this mission. Like you, you lose the fact that they're committing crimes half the time, and through ninety percent of the movie, they're not committing any crimes. <laughs> like well, they don't yeah, complete yeah. a crime until the end again. Well, and and I think,
0: not to cut into your your no, thing fine. here, but I think I think where they went wrong. It's like the original one. They were committing the crimes and they were like saving the money because they wanted to do something you know right it, this one like why not make it they're committing the crimes to fund doing the ozaki eight yeah as opposed to like well we already have a guy funding it we're just doing the crimes to give back after we do but like seemingly none of the stuff they did was how well, was Flying on a wingsuit, take what What were you taking from the earth when you were doing that? You were flying through the air.
1: I don't know, and, and you know, and that was the other thing. Like, at one point, he asks, um, San Sarah, or whatever her name is, uh, Sam's, whatever her name is, he said, Sam he, Sarah, yeah, what you know, what, 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 what are the criteria for giving Max? She said, well, it could be something as simple as planting a tree. Well, then plant a fucking tree.
0: <laughs> like, I'm saying, it's like that's why. That's why I make the plot point, hey, they're doing these crimes. Right, like They're giving some of the money away, but they're keeping some of it to fund doing the next ordeal.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, th- this movie is – don't watch it. Don't watch this movie. It's not worth it. It is not – don't waste your time. The stunts are fine if you like these kinds of stunts. But don't – fast forward everything else. Like, if you want to see guys flying in wingsuits for five minutes, fast forward to that part. If you want to see guys, you know, free climb racing each other, then, you know, fast forward to that part. If you want to see some shitty surfing, because you don't even really see much of the surfing, you know, fast forward to that part. But don't watch this movie. Don't do it. It's not good. It It's not good. I'm going to go uh, half a machine gun. I hate this movie.
0: Um, Yeah, I I was my my opening statement is that I really hated this movie. I I would say that, and this is saying a lot. I would say this is probably one of my least favorite movies we've ever covered on this podcast. Yeah, and and that's a bold statement, like two hundred something episodes in, but I stand by it. it. It it this movie was not good. It was bad and it was like it, it was almost like they thought of the kind of like stunts they wanted to do and then like we're like well let's call it point break and kind of build a plot around it but the plot doesn't make sense and you could have easily made it make a little more sense uh the acting in it's acting is acting in it is terrible it's too long it it, it basically like the the, all the crimes and stuff like that like you said are kind of like an afterthought in this movie it's like it's not what's driving the action it's like well we got to have them do something bad so they're criminals so we have a reason for the fbi to be chasing them but it was just it was a real slog and i i did not like it at all and uh, honestly i i was close to giving zero machine guns (laughs) but just because i do think some of it like the, the the locations and where they shot, and some of the I think some of that looked pretty cool, like the mountains and all that stuff. It looked cool, so because of just because of the look, I'll give it half a machine gun. Yeah, but honestly, I I really 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 dislike this movie. I I had a I I honestly like I <laughs> I finished watching it today. And I, there was a brief moment in my mind when I was like well what if i just read the description of the end of the movie and didn't finish watching like the last 45 minutes uh, i did i ended up watching the last right. 45 minutes but i there was a minute when I was like what if I didn't no one would really know i just write down what happened um but yeah it, it it's it's not it, it, it is I, and I don't know what I was expecting but it it was bad like i there's it, it's it, 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 I, I, like, it's
1: like of all bad. the movies that we're do- of the four movies that we're doing for this remake month, this is the one I was dreading the most, and it is worse than I expected. Like I didn't right. think this was going to be very good. It is even worse than I thought it was going to be. which, yeah, I, which I, I, I have low expectations for some of these movies. This is this hurt.
0: I I, I agree. This exceeded my low expectations because I or in a bad way because I was like, well, this isn't going to be good because like. We'll get into what we thought of the first, the original one here in a minute. But, like, the original one, it has a lot of, like, cult status and people like it. But it's not necessarily a great movie, let's right. be honest. Like, like, it's so, like, a remake of a movie that's not that great to begin with. And it's, like, this one, like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like, like, we talked last week about Total Recall and how it kind of did enough different to kind of make it its own thing. Yeah. And it worked, but I feel like this one, like, I don't know. I feel like it tried to do its own thing and it just didn't work. Like it didn't, like it, 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 and I, and I kind of said this in my review, but it kind of felt like it was like, well, we want to do this thing with the Ozaki eight, but we're going to make a point break. So they just tried to jam match the two things together, you know, like square peg and a round hole and be like, it's point break, but it just, it just didn't work. You know?
1: Yeah. No, I a hundred percent agree with you. Like last week with total recall, The movie's fine. It's just it's a fine movie. Watch it once; it's fine. This movie is not fine. It is a very specific type of movie made by people who I don't think know how to like. This felt like people who work in the film industry but have never made a movie themselves. You know what I mean? Like it this felt like it was a bunch of stunt performers making a movie. Like it, it didn't felt f- like
0: it felt like it was directed by the guy who did the cinematography for the fast and the
1: furious. Yeah. yeah. like it did. It really did. It 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 did not Yeah, this movie's not good. Don't don't watch it. Don't say don't watch it. It's not good. <laughs> what do we so, so what was the ratings for the for the first movie that we did?
0: So uh, the original point break, I Myself, Hovercraft Joe, gave it three machine guns. Uh, What do you think you gave it? I gave it Uh, lower than that.
1: I I don't remember liking that movie. I'm pretty sure I gave it like two and a half.
0: You gave it three and a half machine guns. LVJ gave the original Point Break three and a half machine guns. Uh, What do you think Sphinx gave
1: it? I feel like that's a weird one that he liked. Um, Did he give it three and a half also?
0: He gave it three, three, just like it. So me, so me and Sphinx gave it three, and you gave it a baffling three and a half. Okay. Even though you, even though in your mind you gave it two and a half. Yeah, I'll have to
1: rewatch it. <laughs> it must have exceeded um, my expectations.
0: But that's that's the thing. It's like I, I mean, like I remember being fine with the original Point Break, and I, I still, I still think that the Point Break is a. It, it's one of those movies where people really love it but it's because they watched it at a certain point And like, sure. you know, like we talk about nostalgia and all, you know, like we've talked about it many times on the podcast and there's movies that we love that other people think were crazy. Case in point, me and the Rocketeer, Absolutely. but like
1: both I, of us. The Rocketeer. A,
0: yes. But at least the original point break I did was, I was like, okay, this is, it's, it's not necessarily my cup of tea, but like, I really like Patrick Swayze. I really like Keanu Reeves. Sure. And it like, like there was a lot of stuff in it that worked. This one just like – it was just – like I said, it, it's crazy to say because we've watched a lot of bad movies. But like w- whenever this podcast ends and we do our like, what are your least – like top five least favorite movies you did on the podcast? There's no way that this isn't in there.
1: Yeah, this was terrible. This is – yeah. Yeah. I, I got nothing else to say. It's so bad. Like it's not even so bad that we can talk about it a lot.
0: Yeah. I'd rather rewatch all the movies in video game month again, then watch this.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I think you're right.
0: Cause at least those like double dragon and super Mario and the street fighter are, were like dumb fun. Like they were bad sure. movies, but they were fun. Cause yeah. they were so dumb. We this movie bad is just, were.
1: this, is, yeah, this, this movie
0: so. is just like, yeah, Whew, man, this is a real stinker. Oh, this would hurt. Whoever decided we should do this one really needs a swift kick in the ass.
1: If only we were we weren't virtual, hovercraft. <laughs> All right. Well. Oh, how did you
0: watch this? By the way, I rented it because
1: I, I rented rent it, it also. Yeah, I rented on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And
0: I, like I told you, I finished. I was finishing it today. I really got down to the wire. It was like I had like a, an hour left in my rental.
1: Wow.
0: It. So I really, I really got it in under the wire. Clearly.
1: So. Uh. Well, if you think this movie's any good. Then go fuck yourself. Um,
0: Stop telling our listeners to go fuck themselves.
1: (laughs) But talk to us on Discord. What do you think about this movie? What do you think about the original Point Break? You know, go to GameZillaMedia.com, go to the bottom of the page, click on the Discord link, join us in Discord. I cannot stress it enough. We talk to everyone who talks to us on Discord. If you comment, you put something in there, you'll learn about the weird quirks of us on the show, how I hate ET, and how Joe loves feet pictures, um, stuff like that. Just, you know, let us know. LBJ loves mannequins. I don't love mannequins. (laughs) I I don't love feet pictures. I don't. He loves... That meme of Quentin Tarantino drinking champagne off of Selma Hayek's foot. Big fan of that. He's a big fan. Uh, he loves it. Um, anyway, Discord, chat with us. We'll chat back. And you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, and recommend us to your friends. You know, pass the word around. Maybe not about this episode. Uh, but uh, pick another one. I don't know. The, the Spawn episode's a good one. Uh, the Mad Max episode's a good one. Um,
0: uh, what did we do recently that was like a, it was like uh, a lot of fun and it was oh um, uh, jingle all the way. jingle all the way
1: was a, jingle all the way was a surprisingly fun episode. I didn't like you the movie, but you the episode was good. You
0: can't just for even though you won't see, you'll just hear about it. But uh, Glitch's prop work in that episode is oh, chef's kiss.
1: So good, so good. <laughs> oh, I wish we were recording it visually.
0: Man, I would say this this is the first movie in a while that we've done that just like completely just like took the wind out of our sails. Like, like, like we've watched some bad movies, but I think this is the first one where we're just like defeated at the end. We've had movies like that, but this one we're both just like,
1: like it's not even, yeah, it's late, but it's not as late as it normally is when we're done recording. And, and I feel more exhausted now than I did (laughs) when we used to record three and a half episodes in a night.
0: Well, that's why. That's why when you know, spoiler alert for the audience at home, we record more than one episode at a time, and that's why I was like, we should probably do this one second because <laughs> if we had done it first, uh, the Total Recall one probably would have been like low energy just by default.
1: Yeah, so, I, like I, I, yeah, I'm glad we picked this order. Uh, but anyways,
0: uh, we still have two uh, two movies coming up for you in uh, in a uh, um, remake month. Yeah. Uh, like I said, w- one of them. You'll probably guess, but the other one I think is kind
1: of the other one's going to come of, out of left field. I cannot. I can guarantee you, not a single one of you are going to guess what the fourth and final movie in Remake Month is. If you do, I will come up with some kind of prize for you. I don't know what that <laughs> is, but if you listen to this episode, go on Discord. If you can tell me without making a million, you got. I'll give each person three guesses you got well, three guesses w- to determine what this fourth movie is. I'll come up with some kind of prize for you. I'll mention you on the show. Something. I'll give you some kind of props.
0: Well, we sh- you should also clarify that there are people that already know what it is. There and are. they're not allowed they're to guess. They're not
1: allowed to guess. The people that so already know you, are not allowed to guess.
0: If you are on our list of, you know, we, we when you try and get guests, we send the movies out ahead of time. So if yeah. you're on that list, don't guess because you know what it is. Yes.
1: Yeah. If Yes. If you're on that list of... My point is, no one's gonna get this.
0: I don't think so. No, I don't think there's so. no one. But we, but I'm kind of excited. I haven't watched it yet. Neither have I. Uh, we've been we've been talking about it for a while. I kind of hope it's still available where it was. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't looked into it in a long time.
1: Hold
0: on, time. I'm gonna I'm gonna
1: see. Let's see where it's streaming real quick.
0: I'm checking it as well. It'd be funny if we both had to buy it. Uh oh no, it's still on Netflix. Yeah, so. we're good. Oh, I just said too much.
1: You might have said too much. You <laughs> didn't you didn't say too much. There's no way you said too much. No one. This movie is so niche and so out of left field. This movie might might have been made for us specifically.
0: <laughs> it's true. I'm, I'm I'm excited to watch it. So, yeah. um, but anyways, so yeah. So, um, I think that's it. I mean, like I said, this movie is trash. Don't watch it. And if you do like it, Sorry for trashing on it for like an hour here.
1: But no, it just you know what? If you do like it, stop listening to our show. We don't need you as a fan. Stop, stop, we don't saying need that you as a fan. Stuff. You can go if you like the remake of Point Break, then go fuck yourself. <laughs> this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated.
0: But we'll be back.